On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're going to try and determine the top 5 Square Enix games on Nintendo platforms. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Mr. Bradley Ellis. Achievements! Nice! Achievements as usual. Never go away, Nintendo, until you bring them out for us. And Just bring them out. Yeah, they just need to come out. Let's do it, Nintendo. Make it happen. And also, a very special guest, Mr. Tony Garceau. Hey, guys. What's up? Pleasure to have you on here. We got a we got a tall task in front of us, the three of us here. And I just want to clarify to our listeners real quick before we get into this. This is actually going to be... we're. This is a casual for fun kind of top five that... I sort of promised everyone when I initially pitched Friend Code that we would do these at some points. So, there wasn't really any real Nintendo news since the last Mini Direct and the Nintendo Labo stuff came out. So, decided let's try and do this. And, further clarification, this is going to be the top five games that were either by Squaresoft, Enix, or Square Enix. So, everything pre-merger by those two and everything after the merger is fair game. You got. What do you two think? You think we're able to do this? I don't know. A lot of games. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting GT flashbacks now, Damiani. Well, I have a list in front of us, so I think I this might make it easier. Uh, so for listeners and to both uh, Brad and Tony here, I'm going to go down in basically historical order or chronological order. I guess I don't know which one's correct. Technically correct, but an order release of like the older systems to newest. We're going to start with the NES first. We're not going before NES or any other platform. And the other caveat before I forget, we are only going by uh, releases in North America or the US. So if it released only in Japan, even if it's a certain version, uh, those will not count. And also I am nixing it right now. We're not digging into virtual console stuff on Wii or eShop or anything like that. That's off limits. Not going into that. I don't want to deal with that. It just complicates things. It makes it a little too tedious. So with, with that in mind, we're going to start with, with NES. So I, I don't think this gets to be too bad. And uh, at any time, if I, if I just simply miss something, feel free to chime in. For sure. And, and we're going to start totally. with the... The, the original guys, the original Final Fantasy for, for Ooh, the NES. Yeah. It's uh, an important title there. Um, oh, yeah. I would say, I mean, I want to talk about this for just a quick bit. I mean, obviously, it started off the Final Fantasy series, but the reason I would be against including this on the top five, I think this would be easier, is um, because I think, one, there's there are five other better games that have come out since. Um, even though it wasn't done on a Nintendo platform, I feel like there is a there have been superior versions of Final Fantasy One that have been released, specifically the the PSP enhanced uh, port. Essentially, I feel like mm. that makes it a lot more a, a little bit easier for newcomers and even I would dare say veterans to play. I, I don't know if you agree. How you feel the original NES Final Fantasy mm. is held up? I like the original. I feel like the PSP one had a lot of random encounters, if I remember correctly. Like, way too much. But I think the PSP version's better in every other way. Yeah, I agree. It, it actually had, like, a lot of extra content, too. Like, the optional bosses and dungeons. And I feel like it's a lot easier to just get into. And it kind of fixes some of the, the hiccups with uh, some of the programming from the original. 
for sure. Um, but yeah, don't want to deny its importance and right, being such a big release. Oh, Got yeah. a lot of coverage back then. Um, and another series that saw its start on the, the NES, uh, as it was called here, Dragon Warrior, but yeah. as everyone now knows it now, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, uh, Dragon Warrior, or Dragon Quest one through four, got uh, releases in North America on the NES. And I got to be honest, uh, other than the cool uh, box art that they did to try and appeal to I think Western audiences, um, I never really touched these games at all. So I have to rely more on you two to how you feel the the NES iterations. Um, I actually don't have a lot of experience with Dragon Warrior either. I didn't play Dragon Warrior until much later, and I've only played one. I haven't played the other three. Isn't uh, isn't that interesting though? How the first four Dragon Quest games came overseas, but just the first one for Final Fantasy only came to the Nintendo in America. It is a yeah. little strange. Uh, I think maybe it was the name. Uh, I mean, calling it Dragon Warrior in that box art. I feel. I don't know. It it kind of looks like even though they came out, yeah they came on the eighties, so it was like. They have like this '80s fantasy, almost like we see. I don't know, kind of one on one on like the '80s rock style. I felt like it was like a <laughs> like album cover. Yeah, it's a heavy metal yeah, album cover, basically. Much. Whereas Final Fantasy was still a little looked, and especially marketing in the West, it looked a little more D and D ish. Yeah, I, I feel like so. Just by going on marketing and box art alone, I could see why Dragon Warrior might have sold very well and. I don't know. I actually, this is my this is one of my shortcomings. I don't know a lot about the early Dragon Quest history, about how it was localized, brought over here, versus I, I, I know much better the situation Final Fantasy. And you know, I obviously Tony was alluding to how we only got Final Fantasy one, and then we got two and three on the Super Nintendo, which we'll get to later. But those weren't really two and three; they were really four and six. So the whole numbering thing with Final Fantasy was always off in the West, whereas I think Dragon Quest was always right. They never used a wrong number for any of them released mm-hmm. here. Correct. So, um... Yeah. yeah, did they give those away uh, with Nintendo Power 2? Dragon Warrior 1? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. They, there were some contests they did. Uh, they did a lot of promotions to Nintendo Power. I forget that that was the one they gave away, so you might be right. But they got a lot of coverage uh, looking through old Nintendo Power's a lot of promotion, definitely. Yeah. I think uh, we'll get to them a little later. I, I think some of these games got re-releases and, and, and enhanced ports on later Nintendo platforms that I think exceeded the original versions of these games. Um, so I, I would not... I mean, their historical importance, especially Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest One, like definitely deserves mention, but... Do you do you, either of you have like any argument that one of these Dragon Warrior games for NES should be probably included on the list? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to hear the whole list first. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's quite a lot more to maybe Dragon Quest One possibly has a chance, but or Dragon Warrior One. Okay, um, I'm gonna put asterisks by the ones we think we'd like to consider like we don't, sure. it's not final but like sounds like final fantasy and dragon warrior one are the ones we should maybe like revisit yeah there is one more game i just want to mention it i don't think it has any chance of getting on here but I, i'm always surprised 
Uh, every time I hear it, cause I always disbelieve that this was a, a, a Squaresoft game or Square game back in the day. Rad Racer. <laughs> Rad Racer. Rad Racer. Man, that's funny. I remember being so little and finding out that that was made by the same people, like involved, the same people involved with Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest were involved with Rad Racer. I was like, what? How did that happen? Yeah. But cool game. If I, I don't remember if you remember that it had that you could hit like the select button on the NES in that 3D mode with you could put on the glasses that came with it or something. It had like some pseudo 3D mode, like. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll mostly I remember it from the movie The Wizard, where they use the power. Lucas uses the power yeah. glove, mm-hmm. and uh, makes it look cooler than it really is. But I really couldn't mm-hmm. see any others or think of any others for NES. To do is it cool to move on, or do either of you have something I missed? Uh, I can move on. I'm good for now. Yeah, that's about it. Game Boy is interesting. Because there's a lot of titles here that have the name Final Fantasy in them. None of them are actually real Final Fantasy games, though. Mm. So we got the Final Fantasy Legend, and then Legend 2 and 3, and then Final Fantasy Adventure. So we need to clarify what these games actually are, and feel free to like step in, because... Um, it's a little confusing. Yeah, it's a little confusing. So, <laughs> if what are you, the, Tony? I feel like you might know this the best. So, sorry if I'm putting you on the spot, but if you do, please take it away and and clarify for people if you know. Sure. So, uh, Final Fantasy Legend One, Two, and Three, which released on the Game Boy in North America, are actually the first three entries of the Saga series in Japan. And if you're unfamiliar with Saga series, it's it's another RPG series that uh, has a unique leveling system. And it's had, uh, you know, several titles throughout the years that may or may not have been localized. But, uh, yeah, when they brought it over to America, they probably thought that Final Fantasy probably would sell better. And they're similar enough, right? So, in fact, uh, the series director, uh, Kawazu, Akitoshi Kawazu, uh, worked on Final Fantasy 2, and he transposed a lot of those features from that game into that series. So it's kind of in lockstep with Final Fantasy in some respects. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I um, remember. Oh, sorry, yeah, Adventure. We forgot about Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure is also... People probably know it more as a sort of mana now, um, but it's yeah. the original mana title. Um, that actually has like chocobos and moogles in it, um, but yeah, it's it's another title that uh, kind of started almost as a Final Fantasy. Almost, I mean, the original title is, um, I believe, it has Final Fantasy in the title, like the Final Fantasy Gaiden. It's funny how earlier you were pointing out how Dragon Warrior got. A bunch of entries in on the NES and Final Fantasy only got the one, and then the numbering issue. Yet they brought out all these other games under the Final Fantasy name here because we uh, made the argument maybe like Dragon Warrior was gonna sell better, is easily more recognizable, but seemed like that wasn't the case on Game Boy. So just it's all around weird. Like Dragon Dragon Quest has always been fine in the West, but Final Fantasy is just. Just confused everyone with the the early releases and stuff. Yeah. Even like me, I thought they were originally. I was like, oh, 
the, that's just Final Fantasy on Game Boy. I, I never looked into it more. I just saw the box art. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Final Fantasy 1. Oh, the other ones came out on Game Boy. So when Super Nintendo yeah. ones came out, I thought, oh, those must be remakes of the Game Boy ones or something. I was, like, so confused. <laughs> Not yeah. going to lie. Actually, uh, let me correct that. It was actually Adventures of Mana, and it's got a remake on Vita and phones. Oh. So... Gotcha. Sort of, yeah. Sort of mana. Confusing. <laughs> oh yeah. There's and there's a lot of mana games too. So it's like, ah, yeah. One that we never ever got right. The uh, three, right? Uh, yeah. That one never. Sadly. Got Jeez. Good stuff. But um, I gonna. I'm personally just gonna say I don't think any of these four <laughs> probably would make the the short list. So uh, I I, mm-hmm. I mean we'll keep going, yeah. but I don't feel. Very confident about any of these making it, honestly. Me, me neither. I love Saga games. Definitely check out the first one, but, you know, five of all time, probably not. Yeah, it's easier when we did ten back in the day, but when you make it five, you got to get like mm, really, yeah. really selective here and picky. We're going to get into some hard stuff now, because let's move on to the Super Nintendo. Oh, boy. I didn't forget anything for Game Boy, did I, before we move on? Sorry. Um... Dragon Warrior Monsters, maybe? Was that on the original Game Boy one? I believe so. Jeez. I... Game Boy Color. Okay, I, I still don't have that written down for Game Boy Color, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, what What is that one, Tony? Thank uh, Dragon Warrior and Pokemon. Oh. Was it... So if it came on Game Boy Color, it was, then it was technically after Pokemon then. Uh, well, the first one I see here was 1998, so yeah, That's I think so. That's after, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to check out a video on that one. It's slipped my mind. But Super Nintendo, here we go. Here we go. So, we have Final Fantasy 2 and 3. Final Fantasy 2 is actually Final Fantasy 4, and Final Fantasy 3 is actually Final Fantasy 6. But the two of them make up probably two of the best 2D Final Fantasy games. Um, a lot of people believe six is the best one of is the best 2D, or it probably might be the best Final Fantasy game. Period. There's some like me who love four, um, but these mm. versions specifically, because I want to point out before we go any further, both of these will get revisited later on. Specifically, Final Fantasy two for Super Nintendo, aka Final Fantasy four, uh, and Final Fantasy three, aka six. Not only did they get GBA re-releases, but Final Fantasy IV got a DS 3D remake uh, later on that we'll talk about. But um, Final Fantasy II was actually the first four on Super Nintendo was the first Final Fantasy I played through in its entirety. Ooh. Um, oh, yes! So that was my first one. That might also be why I, I liked it so much. I did not finish six until Game Trailers days. <laughs> uh, I actually never touched it when it originally came out. Uh, the first time I ever touched six was on PlayStation One as part of the anthology collection. Yeah, that's where I played it. Yeah, Final Fantasy three, and it's funny because that was actually my original Final Fantasy that I picked up for the first time and played through to completion. So I actually rank it as the highest. I mean, of, of the original six. I would say oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VI is definitely my number one. Sure, yeah. I, I think I'd slight edge or uh, six over four slightly. I love four though, Damiani. Oh yeah, I I understand that there 
there's a lot of love for six. I actually kind of curious. I, if you don't think I'm, if you think I'm crazy, call me crazy about this. But I kind of think the West loves six more than four in general. But Japan seems to love four more than six. And the reason really? I say this is because there was a uh, there's an interview about uh, Sakaguchi, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony. If you know the story. Um, saying that they were trying to make characters that would be more well-received than the cast in four, and they thought they succeeded with six, but the was it a poll in Japan at the time said people still liked four's character and cast more than six, and the whole, like, with seven, they're like, that's it. We're making a cast that's going to be better liked than four. Like, n- like all, pull out all the stops here. We're going all out on the seven cast. And as you know, like, r- whether you, like or sick and tired of seeing the seven cast or not, they're probably the most iconic cast in, yeah. in the Final Fantasy yeah. series. But I mean, I haven't heard that uh, explicitly, but you can definitely see that that using that as a launch point for how the Final Fantasy series went from there. And it's having these, you know, very big casts of, you know, memorable characters. And you can see them wanting to push themselves even more as they got better technology and they got you know, they wanted to do a better story, better characters. You can only see that as kind of a launching point where, yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I knew that six wasn't really, I don't want to say less well received, but um, I know that five, which uh, mm. I know wasn't released in the West until later, um, that's also pretty popular in Japan too. Whereas three in the original um, NES uh, Famicom trilogy was also super well liked in Japan as well, mm. and it kind of had that that same format of just, you know, a very simple story, um, you know, a job system and so on. So maybe at the time people weren't really feeling what was done with six, but I think over time, I think it's really become, if not top three in that series, um, one of just like the, and the super Nintendo, the super Nintendo's greatest RPGs. Like, yeah, I mean, as it's interesting, interesting to see over time, like how Japan, and the United States or Europe kind of treated each one. For sure. And uh, I think indicative of this is a little more, more possible evidence. is just the fact that 4 has seen like probably the most re-releases of the 2D. Yeah. Besides the original Final Fantasy, maybe, 4 has seen the most re-releases. And it got a th- 3D remake along with Final Fantasy 3, which you pointed out was also very popular in Japan. So I I feel like that is more evidence about what Japan at least views four as very like popular and very you know does very well sales wise. Where six never never got that treatment technically. It got it got a, the GBA re release in the PS one anthology collection, but it never mm-hmm. got that like definitive edition like kind of like the Final Fantasy four uh, complete collection on PSP. I would argue right. Yeah, there was a a, a re- remastered version for uh, uh, phones, and it's on Steam mm-hmm. as well. Um, <laughs> however, um, as you probably yep. know, the, that version wasn't received so well due to a lot of uh, reworkings with the sprites and the maps had a lot of um, tearing, or what, yeah. what do they call it, the, the seam yep. between textures. Just... Yeah, well, we're still waiting on that that, that, yeah. that version mm-hmm. that has been promised. I don't know if it was really promised, but um, I'm going to put asterisks by both of these because even if Absolutely. these versions don't win, I yeah. feel like they will at least be in contention 
uh, for this. So one sec. All right, moving along, we got uh, got some more heavy hitters here. Uh, Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why? Why? Why is this one such a big deal? Why is, is this a good game, Brad? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good game. I don't think it's good as those other two games, but I think it's oh. pretty solid. Pretty different action RPG. Quite a, a departure from the typical Final Fantasy game we were used to having at the time, going action instead of turn based. Yeah. Also. It had multiplayer, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, three players. You know, and that's interesting how, like, the Super Nintendo had two slots, right? Yes. Did, was there an option to do it? I believe there the was a play? third. There's like a multi-tap thing. I yeah. Believe. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. But so you need that for the how many people games. had those back then? <laughs> Weren't they? They were pretty expensive, I think. Oh, too. yeah. I don't think they were all that common either. I mean, no. I, I know they made them, but those peripheral things were like hard as heck to find back in the day. Um, so I, I feel ashamed that Secret of Mana is a, a game I know is a quality RPG. is one that I've tried to finish. Uh, I played through several hours of it at one point. Um, the It came out on PlayStation 1 in the US, right? Because why am I... Thinking, I, it was either that or Virtual Console that I played. It on. came out of Virtual Console. Yeah, it must, have been, must have been the Virtual Console. I tried to play through it, and I got to a point, and I just stopped playing, and I just never went back to it. So I've never finished it, and I feel really <laughs> bad about that. I mean, I could see you like not finishing that game. I think there's a lot of things you might not like, especially when you're like the combat domain. When you hit guys, they fall over. You have to wait for them to get back up. I don't think the story is super strong in that game at all. It doesn't really have that that drive or the motivation to keep you going. But if you're playing with a friend, it's way more fun, I think. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. I also see, it's also a testament to the whole. Uh, it opens my eyes to how hard it is to try and go back and play older games if you didn't play them originally. The whole seeing you know have, have things really aged that well. Because I used, I usually like to champion older games, and people are like, dude, do they really hold up that well? Like, come on, like you, right. you just, you're just so used to it because you played it. Whereas I play Secret of Mana, I definitely can see why it was viewed as such a good game for the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But part of the hard point of getting through it and kind of walking away for a little bit was that I, I didn't embrace it when it came out, and going back to it now, it's just, oof, it's a little hard. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's a remake for you. Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. Coming, Coming out uh, next month, actually. Very soon, definitely. Got to try that one again when I get time. Hopefully that one will go over better. Yeah. What about uh, Secret of Evermore while we're on the Secret yep, Series? That, that is uh, two down. Uh, that was going to be the, the game after mm. the next one. But uh, <laughs> I had Secret of Evermore... And I tried it, and I... So I always get Evermore, and I, I I might get this completely wrong. I get Evermore, and I think Illusion of Gaia confused. One of them came out here in North America, but the other one came out in Europe, right? And is that mm-hmm. right? And we didn't... Both territories didn't get both of them, so... That sounds right. I, I totally forget. And is, is Evermore also the Earthbound-like 
Yeah, I forget now. Or I, I always get Evermore. It, it's it's the young boy and the dog, and you go through different periods of time, like um, like prehistoric and futuristic. It's kind of like Chrono Trigger in that regard, but you okay. have different different times you're going through, and the dog changes each time. It's got kind of um, yeah, an action based uh, kind of like Secret of Mana. Is it the one with like the big dog face or monster face on the the box art? Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm remembering it. Um, yeah, I I don't think I played very much of it. I remember getting it when it came out and trying it, and then not getting into it for some reason. I think I was just too young, and it was just going over my head the game, and I just never tried to get back into sure, it. Sure, yeah. Uh, Illusion of Gaia released in. Uh... North America and Europe, a year apart. Okay, then I must be thinking of something else. Then uh, maybe it was Evo or something. Um, but Illusion mm, of Gaia. There's a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. Illus- oh, they were called something different: Illusion of Gaia and Illusion of Time in Europe. Ah, okay, that might have been what I was thinking of. But I did play a lot of Illusion of Gaia. I didn't finish it because I got to one part that was stumped me. And I walked away. Again, I'm always walking away from this. I just need to look up the answer, but I was too stubborn and didn't want to because I'd gone so long in the game without using any help. Um, but I actually enjoyed that one. I, I had a good time with Illusion of Gaia from what I remembered. And I remember I, I got the Super Nintendo version. Like I, I bought it when I was in like college. Bought it off like eBay, I believe. And I, I was like, this is pretty good. Like I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton of experience with that game, so I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if Evermore or Gaia would mm-hmm. would, would would make it on here. Mm-hmm. Just I think just saying like you know that these were like contributing to this like kind of like golden era of like RPGs <laughs> that people love to attribute to the Super Nintendo uh, time period. And uh, the one one on the list that I skipped over, so that we, that we talked about Evermore and Gaia, I think this ne- this one is definitely making the list in some form. That's Chrono Trigger. Oh yeah, Duh. never heard of it. No, never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> you're Damian- never heard of it for a while. <laughs> Damiani, some would say it's one of the greats. Yeah, they would. <laughs> some would say we are. Uh, Brad and I are allowed to say that now, actually. Yep, made it, it, is it in. One of the greats. Uh, the debate, I think the debate will come down to is which Nintendo version is the superior one? The oh, SNES yeah, sure. one or the DS one? So Sure. We'll, we'll have to see about that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put asterisks by that one. Yeah. I think that's definitely going to be in the discussion. This next one's going to be hard because I can see it going either way. That is Super Mario RPG. Whew. Ooh. That's a good one. Super Mario RPG, what? What? Nintendo made a Mario RPG? Uh, wait, no. Oh, Square Enix made yeah, it. Square happened. Soft made it. Yeah, how'd that... Either of you know the story of how that happened? How'd, the, how'd this game come about? Do you know? It sounds definitely like, like an elevator pitch, I think. Maybe, you know, some high-level execs met in an elevator and they said, Hey, you know, we work with each other. Why don't, why don't we make a game together? I don't know the actual story behind Super Mario RPG and how it um, how it was uh, created or conceived, hmm. but uh, if, if I had any guess, that's probably how it happened. I swear I read 
something in EGM back in the day about the story behind it. We probably literally could go to Wikipedia and look it up or something, but like I I remember something in like EGM talking about like this is a big deal. Like they wanted they wanted a game that would grab everyone's attention and like Square Enix yeah. was like it was at the pinnacle of Square Enix. Like all these games are just coming out. Super Nintendo Chrono Trigger just came out the year before. Chrono Trigger was ninety five. Super Mario RPG was ninety six. Was like months before the Nintendo sixty four came out. Months before some old school Nintendo fans would say the the, the one of the biggest betrayals, uh, <laughs> the betrayalton of Square leaving the uh, the so called promised land of Nintendo for greener pastures over in. Uh, PlayStation Oneville, but Super Mario G is is really good. Yeah, because yeah, the the new original characters they came up with I thought were great. The humor in it was really good, as was the writing. Um, the, I forget if this was a, a Woosley game or not. Ted Woosley the did a lot mm-hmm. of the the writing, the localization writing during this time period. Um, gets a little bit of got a little bit of flack back in the day because people didn't know the full story. Like six. Like, a lot of people, Final Fantasy III and Super Nintendo's original localization loses a lot of the... Wolseyisms. Yeah, but it came out that they gave them, like, a really, basically a shit time frame to do it in. Mm -hmm. And dude did the best he could with what he had. And that's pretty dang admirable what he pulled off. Um, But... That, that that's fine. We like to laugh at the stuff in those games, but Super Mario RPG, I think it was like intentionally funny and, and did it well. And it was just the battle system in that game. I don't know the the the, the, the just the timed attack stuff was just enough to make it feel a little bit more real time, a little bit more like engaging than just the menu based stuff. Added a little bit more of a skill other than over as long. A little bit of skill alongside strategy, right. and like I just love that about that game. Uh, I think it was cool because we got to see a franchise we're all familiar with in a completely new way that we never experienced. And it kind of expanded upon like what Mario could be. It felt like I don't know, like it's pretty common saying, but like chocolate and peanut butter being mixed together. For sure, playing as Bowser. Oh my god, Bowser on your team. <laughs> yeah, what a big moment. And, like, yeah, people love those characters. People still want Gino and Smash Brothers. One day, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Sakurai says no. Sakurai says no. I got I two more games. Um, oh, sorry. I think it's, like, one of those perfect games where it's, like, it's a perfect mashup of what each company can bring to, yeah. to the table. Like, Definitely. You have a Nintendo with that charm, and, like, you, you have that, you know, very input-based um, interaction with the battle system and so on. And then you have Square taking that RPG side of it and just really going to town and doing what they do well. Very true. And yeah, it worked out really well in the end, at least in my opinion. Um, we do have... I have two more games on the list okay. for Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, no, no, why don't you put an asterisk next to that, alright? Oh, yeah, I probably put an asterisk next to Super okay. Mario RPG. Don't okay. worry, I got that. Uh, first one of the last two I got in here... Actraiser. Ah. Oh yeah. Yep. That is a that is That's a classic. That's a goodie. And the other one I have is a Ogre Battle: The March of the Black Queen because that one mm-hmm. was actually done by 
by uh, by Enix. Uh, sorry. That one I don't know as much about. I only know uh, the the other ones. Uh, let us cling. The PSP one, yeah. PSP Let's one and the N sixty four one. I, this is the okay. one I know the least about. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah, but that team, you know, the Quest team, you know, went on to work with Square even on more titles like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics and yeah. Twelve and so on. They have a long history, so yeah. Quest is they're they're really good, like really oh, yeah. good tactics oh, yeah. games. Oh yeah, some might say one of the best in the business. Yeah. Any other games on Super Nintendo uh, that I'm forgetting here? That was Myst- was Mystic Quest on there. I didn't say it's gonna win, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write it on there because I was like, "Yeah, that's not going oh, yeah, anywhere." Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, "It's not gonna make the it's list." Not going anywhere, but it it happened. It was. It yeah, was, it, was, it was. It was weird. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a game. Because um, otherwise, I was gonna move on to uh, to Game Boy Advance. Actually, it was, oh uh, man, here we go. Mm-hmm. Which we start seeing a lot of these these remakes or re releases, and uh, so Game Boy Advance, we got. Bunch of Final Fantasy ports. We got Final yep. Fantasy one and two, Donna Souls, um, added a bunch of new content. Uh, kind of slightly modernized the game a bit. Um, like updated sprites definitely happened. That Rebalanced we had the difficulty. Oh yeah, we had uh, Final Fantasy four advance. Getting the name, getting the numbering right here. Um, the one reason I would probably strike this version is as a notorious issue with the, the act of time, uh, bar on it. It could be heavily abused and didn't, didn't yeah. work right where you could basically spam it. It makes it the easiest version of Final Fantasy four, I believe, and actually outright can break the game in points. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty bad. I remember seeing it for the first time. I was like, Whoa, you can just spam the. I was like, okay, I don't think this is intentional, but who knows? Maybe it is. So it, it did have a touched up. Uh, we were talking about uh, the localization of the original versions. This one yes. did have an updated script at least. Uh, for the first time in, in on the Nintendo platform, uh, we got uh, Final Fantasy V Advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This one actually is usually most list I was looking at. Has this as the the best iteration of Final Fantasy V out there that you can get? It's between, I mean, it's between that and the, the anthology versions, pretty much all you got. Uh, and then Final Fantasy VI Advance, which also you know got an updated script as well for the local uh, the localized version. It's got four four Final Fantasy ports right there, and uh, trying to get the numbering back on track there. I, I, of those, I, I would personally say. Five, uh, I, I, I gravitate towards five because that uh, anthology was the first time I played five advance, but I didn't beat five until GBA. I didn't beat it yeah. until Final Fantasy five advance. And that kind of like sticks out to me as like that was like the definitive version. Had a good time with that. I feel like like the one thing that kind of holds back the GBA versions of four, five and six is uh, the sound quality. Yes. Good point. Very good point there, Tony. Uh, a lot of complaints back in the day when these games came out. Like even the one like like five, where it was like this is great, but the GBA's sound chip could not render these tracks 
as well as even like some would say the Super Nintendo. Like for mm-hmm. like people are saying like two, four, and six's soundtrack even on Super Nintendo sounded w- much better than the GBA iterations of it. I mean, otherwise the localization, the graphics, there's there was extra content on all of them. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, the only thing that holds it back, I think, is some of the the sound problems. For sure. Um, another one, another uh, enhanced remake, Sword of Mana. Uh, the yep. f- uh, and it does say here, I do have it says, like, that's the Final Fantasy Adventure enhanced remake is Sword yeah, of Mana. They, I think they re-renamed it Adventures of Mana for the phone version. So, <laughs> very confusing. Uh, this one I didn't actually play. I remember having it at one point. I just never touched it. And I forget what happened to that my copy as well. It ended up vanishing at some point, so never never got around to actually playing it. So again, I, I can't really speak to sort of mana. When digging through some research on it, I saw it didn't quite review as well back in the day when it came out. It was kind of like kind of average reviews for the game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is definitely worth bringing up, though. Oh yeah, that's oh, that, yeah. that was the the, 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 the the punctuation mark on this uh, on this list. <laughs> but we'll jump to it now. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is absolutely fantastic. I, I, I love this game, and even when it came out, I think people knew this was like this is a big deal. There was some. I feel like. There was I some it was pretty res- vocal, actually, I think. Because it, it was wildly different from Final Fantasy Tactics. That's what I was going to point out, is I feel like in, in going into its release, there was a lot of resistance and hesitation about it because there was already Final Fantasy Tactics, and when people caught a glimpse of what this one looked like initially, like the, the character art, like younger looking cast and everything like that i think and being on even the stigma of being back on nintendo after square soft jump ship for for sony this is one of the 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 this was actually pre-merger technically this game it's one of the last games that came out before the merger uh of square soft and and, in nx but this game like I think, even amongst like especially amongst Nintendo fans, this game is viewed as like one like a really really good game and hold like holds its own against like Final Fantasy Tactics, like OG Tactics. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think there was there was a lot of resistance to it at first because you know as you said, it was really different. Like the the whole tone of the game was very um, different than Final Fantasy Tactics, where it was kind of more of a fantasy kind of a you know, fantasy world where, where tactics was kind of a um, very politically driven story set in a fantasy world that was very um, grim. Uh, oh, yeah. But even Tactics Advance kind of has its its little story hooks that, you know, kind of get bring it more depth than you would think at first. Um, uh, and then the battle system, too. Um, there was a lot of resistance to the the judge and laws system where you couldn't (laughs) Mm -hmm. to me like personally i felt like it was something that you could work around and be creative with your units with but a lot of people just saw that as kind of like a roadblock to being able to to you know dominate each match i i i remember some frustration at it being told like hey 
you're restricted to these rules for this. Violate them. Oh, yeah, there's, and some, there's some cheap laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting concept, at least. Um, yeah. It, it was definitely a, good, a, a nice risk to, to take to try and be different, you know, imposing. I mean, it does force you to up the strategy element in a strategy RPG. So it's like... Yeah, they're they're going in the right direction. I think it's just the the how well thought out some of those actual rules and laws were. I, I think was probably the the biggest downside to that. Yeah, totally. But uh, Brad. Yeah. One 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 more I have on this list. Don't think it has any chance, but want to give a shout out because this is the OG, the first time the series saw. Uh, any involvement on a uh, Nintendo platform, and it was very soon after, and it actually was an integral part of this series because you didn't play this. You probably were lost when you played the the next installment in the series, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories for the <laughs> Game Boy Advance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that version better than the PS2 one, honestly. But I, yeah, no way is that making top five. Uh, very no interesting use uh, mechanic. It's both versions use the 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 card mechanic. The cards. Yep. Yeah, you know I hate those cards. <laughs> but I mean, there's some charm to the GBA version because it was sprite based, whereas right. yeah. Chain of Memories is the, the 3D like. It's a remake because it it's looks all like 3D. yeah, it looks yeah. like PS2. Yeah. Yeah, it's. But I mean, despite how you feel about the game quality. It was. It's an interesting, very interesting, like notation in that series because, as you said, if you went from Kingdom Hearts one to Kingdom Hearts two, and you didn't touch Chain of Memories, you missed yeah, out. You have no idea what's happening. Yeah, you no don't idea. know what the heck is yeah. with this Roxas, this opening. Yeah, like, what is going on here? Um, I think that was a like a marketing mishap, or if they they were pushing it. I don't remember if they were even pushing that way, but maybe they just didn't know at that time. But if they did, that game should have been pushed as like this is the key game that will bridge Kingdom Hearts one to its sequel. But this did this came out before two, so maybe they couldn't say that or something. But, yeah. Oh uh, man. When it came out, I had no idea it was like a continuation of the story. I thought it was like just like a weird, like bad port or something like that of the first game. But I thought it was a like, spinoff. Yeah. yeah, it turned out to be super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of interesting seeing how they took you know uh, a game that was largely 3D and had all of these you know big worlds to jump around in and how they kind of transposed that onto a 2D in yeah. you know kind of a battlefield kind of a situation. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I knew that'd make you happy, Brad. I wanted to, to bring that up. Um, yeah, it does really make. It's not the only Kingdom Hearts will bring up though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is there anything else I'm forgetting for GBA? That's all I had on my list there before we move on. There's not much NX-wise here. Yeah. I don't I, think anything came over for GBA. Yeah, unfortunately. GBA just had this potential to be something more, but I felt like it had a shorter time frame for its lifespan before coming after Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and then... As we'll get to later, DS came out. Yeah, I think totally. DS is where the potential was like realized. Basically, DS did what I hoped GBA was going to do in the end, but we'll get there. Uh, next platform, GameCube. <laughs> uh, so oh, by the yeah. way, we, we skipped over N sixty four because I could not find anything because because uh, 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 
the tech, the ogre tech, uh, tactics ogre game for uh, N64 doesn't count because at the time it was published by Atlas, and now the rights reverted to Square Enix, but. I'm not counting that because they only have the virtual console. That's why I said I'm nixing virtual mm. console. And then Mischief Makers was published by Square Enix in Japan, but <laughs> it was published everywhere else by Nintendo. It wasn't developed by any Square Studios either, so it's like I'm not counting that either. Right. So I'm not giving either of those games credit for Square, Software, Enix back in the day. So there were no N64 entries in you, if you didn't pick up on it, or if you don't know your history, it's because Squaresoft basically abandoned ship. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they ditched Nintendo at the end of the Super Nintendo era for for PlayStation One. Go go check in all that history. If you don't know about it, your mind is going to be blown. When you read about that, but yeah. GameCube era is still during this exodus. Is why I set this up because GameCube era. The only one of note I really am coming I came across was the original Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Right, yeah. yeah. With its uh with its unique hook of using the Game Boy uh extension cables. The, the whole multi-tap basically for for Game Boy Advance where Game Boy Advance systems could connect to your GameCube which had four slots uh, as controllers. But also they had screens on them. Think of them as like the early prototype for Wii, the Wii U gamepad. But you could have like four of them or whatever. Yeah. It's, it kind of was like that. and But much smaller. And you basically you did that to... Uh, it was like the, it was four player 3D game. Am I getting that right? Did you use the Game Boy character? Was this the one with the Game Boy Advance controllers? Or was it all four GameCube? I Now I forget. I think it was the Advance controllers. You could use um, the, yeah, like the Game Boy Advance is like, uh, you know, you had different roles in the game. So one yeah. person could use it as a map and each role was like doled out before a mission. Okay, yes, because it was the, 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 the chalice or whatever, the, the light thing to purge oh the miasma. Oh my god, dude, yeah. Like you had, it, was, mm-hmm. it was basically like a giant escort, no, I mean sort of escort mission each like part of the game, carrying this like orb thing that could generate light to shield you or push away this toxic like gas stuff called miasma that would like Mm -hmm. spell your doom if you got into it but this was basically a big deal because this was post uh merger of square and enix and it was an offering it was like hey nintendo we're gonna put a game back on your systems again like after advance it was like a brand new game not a port not a remake here you go, and it has Final Fantasy in the title, and this made headlines in magazines back in the day. But at the same point, everyone's like, "This is a spinoff." Still, you'll see for a lot of these games, a lot of them ended up started to be spinoffs for a little while here, rather than like full fledged new mainline installments of Final Fantasy for a Nintendo platform. Which, uh, if you if you've done your homework, um, not since Final Fantasy VI. Uh, have we seen a mainline Final Fantasy yep. game yep. be released uh, initially on a Nintendo platform since that exodus at the end of the Super Nintendo era? So, um, interesting historical note. But I couldn't think of anything else on Game Boy or GameCube U two. Uh, did you, either nah. you have anything? No uh, shout out to the Crystal Bears Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Crystal well, Bears. Crystal Bears is Wii. 
Is it? Or I thought uh, it wasn't it one of those GameCube slash Wii ones? I can't remember. I mean, it started development earlier, but if it came out on Wii, well, I don't know if oh, it's it started wasn't. development earlier. It was touted. Uh, I know we're jumping ahead to Wii, but Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Crystal Bearers uh, was originally pushed heavily during the initial reveal, uh, the E3 two thousand six. Uh, reveal mm-hmm. like the the it wasn't a reveal of the Wii, but like the big montage of all the upcoming software where we saw like it was like Twilight Princess, we saw Super Mario Galaxy, we actually saw Xenoblade for the first time during that. It was called still called like Monado or yeah. something, um, and then this Final Fantasy game was in here, and the premise was oh you're gonna play as superheroes or your your character with superpowers in the world of Final Fantasy, and. Uh, I'm going to talk about it since we're here. I actually reviewed this game back at Game Trailers. Um, oh, wow. It was a very interesting game. Um, you basically don't do traditional combat in this game whatsoever. The the, the, the crux is you, your character interacts with objects and picks them up and hurls them. Is like the primary way you fight in this game because they're super strong. So like they can throw objects and stuff. But you don't wield a sword. You don't cast magic or anything like that. It's... It is a, this interesting battle system, but it's more like a Zelda game yeah. than an RP, than a traditional RPG in that you it's very story driven like an RPG. But you go to these you go through these environments, these open fields. You run across them in real time. You interact with the environment. You solve puzzles. Um, I remember having an okay with time with it. I liked a lot of the soundtrack in that game too, but and I think I liked the story. But the core mechanic, the battle system, was a little too weak mm-hmm. for my liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I mean, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it also had like a really unfortunate launch timing. It was the day after Christmas in two thousand. Yep, they what? sent that game to die. Oh yeah, wow. it came out in December mm-hmm. after so many delays. They like, just showed up again. It's like, hey, remember this game? It exists. It still exists. By the way, coming out December like twenty six something. Like after, I was like, what? You, I you think just, it was like. Two or three months before Final Fantasy thirteen as well. Yep. Oh man. So and, yeah. Yeah, like that was. I just remember. I I was so disappointed that release time frame was just. Any other time, this game might have done much better. And I remember it did underperform for them. Like they weren't happy with the sales. Sure. Was like, what do you expect at that point? Yeah, they send it to die. Uh, were you going to say something, Brad, before? Oh, I was thinking about it. I I remember beating this game, Damiani, but I don't remember anything about it. I remember you're some blonde-haired kid with, like, gravity, and that oh. was it. Yeah, you had uh, the girl who was tagging along who, uh, I think she was a thief or something. You had the, the, the armored-looking robot guy with you. It was, like, your sight. <laughs> I don't remember, like, any of those. Um, it's kind of loosely set in the same universe as uh, Crystal Chronicles. Yeah. Like, same races. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I just remember the ending. Uh, basically, the hero... I, I'm forgetting their name. That's why I call them the hero. The main character uh, sacrifices themselves to stop the bad guy and like get allow their friends to get out of there. Mm. And uh, it's implied at the end that like you think he's still alive... Because the girl's still like optimistic and acts like he didn't really die, but they don't actually turn that page where you see them actively about out and about. 
At least that's how I remember it. Also remember airship steering mini game where you gotta like steer <laughs> through like the canyons yep. <laughs> and you gotta turn the wheel and stuff. Uh, uh, I, I I mean I remember I like the I like the title screen music a lot. Like it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see them maybe take another stab at that type of game in the future, but sure, who knows? Um, We're kind of getting into the Square Enix area. Uh, era too as well oh yeah we're definitely in it now um let me just finish i know we came out a year after i was gonna do ds next but we only got two more games on Wii after crystal chronicles crystal bears i could think of the next are actually two dlc games which actually will be vanishing oh actually no they I think they announced no no they didn't announce these two are going to be ported anything else i believe so i believe these two might be dead once the Wii eShop closes at the end of this year because in march you can't Read, uh, add any more funds to buy stuff on the Wii Shop. I'm talking about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Life as a King, and My Life as a Dark Lord uh, for Wii. Those uh, downloadable only games hmm. that I didn't really touch ever. <laughs> Wait, do they have a PC port of one of these? I'm not entirely sure. We should just. I, don't know. Uh, I, I thought these were two of the games on the short list of in danger of you will never be able to play these again if they're never not ported once eShop or Wii Shop closes because the Konami games are getting re-released they announced on uh on something else uh, at some point the the Contra hardcore uh the Castlevania one and uh was there was like three of them I thought they're getting uh ports uh, at some uh, at some point in the future, so they will not die off with the Wii Shop, but oh. um, these games were a, l- a little unique. I don't know why I think Kyle Bossman loved these games. He Maybe, would. I th- I'm not sure if that's true though, so I don't want to like get in trouble <laughs> for saying that. But I think it was him. Who said like one of them? He was like absolutely loved it or something. But maybe I'm completely wrong. Uh, My life as a king is actually pretty pretty good. It's kind of a cute little game. Oh, yeah, I was Chronicles. thinking of a uh, Little King story. For yes, me. Little That's King story is definitely on another platform. Yes, that that got ported, and that but I had a physical release as well. Uh, the the only other game I had for Wii was uh, Dragon Quest Swords. Oh yes, that spin <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, I think we can keep that off. Yeah. Um, well, there is one other one, uh, but it kind of shares a release with Wii U, which is my only Wii U game I have on here. Let's just get this out of the way. Dragon Quest Ten. But it didn't have a release in the West, so it doesn't Ugh. count. But uh, I still wanted to mention it because sure. it is an MMORPG for the Dragon Quest series that apparently did okay in Japan. Like, they're sp- still supporting it. So, you know, just we never got that English port of that game. Yeah, it's a shame. I remember people were using accounts to play it along with Fantasy Star Online 2. I think they like have like I like continually updated their filter so that like you're pretty much IP blocked at this point. I think from both those games, uh, like I think there's still workarounds, but they keep trying to IP block people who aren't supposed Jeez. to be playing them. <laughs> Didn't Ben play Dragon Quest? I think he tried it with humor. Okay, okay. pretty sure they did a stream where they tried to play it, and <laughs> I don't think they got too far, as if I recall. I mean, this is the MMO all in Japanese. Good luck with that. Yeah, so. of course. Uh, but we did we did jump ahead here 
but that, that's pretty much it for Wii and Wii U. I can't. I didn't have anything else. But we we skipped over Nintendo DS, which does have quite a few games that were mm. were released. Oh yeah, um, a lot of lot of remake or re releases, remakes, but also new 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 games outright. So uh, st- let's start off. Both Final Fantasy three and Final Fantasy four got three D remakes on the DS. Uh, Final Fantasy three was the first time officially in English that we got Final Fantasy three. Um, so that was a big deal. I feel though, like the the art style uh, that mm-hmm. one was unveiled kind of hurt the game, and it was marketed in a weird way. I I was always when it was coming out, I was very confused about how the game system, course, the job system worked in the game. It, I didn't really understand it because it. it I don't know why it wasn't as like concise at first. I mean, it, it, it makes complete sense now that I played it, but at the time, I was just like, "What? What is going on with this game?" Like, they're making they're focused more on the ordeal that it's finally coming out, and that was the most important thing. So you should definitely go out and get it. Seems yeah. like that they lead yeah. they leaded with. But I mean, as you said, three three was pretty well liked in Japan. Um, I played through it. I thought it was okay. Um, it's not my favorite entry in the series by any stretch. Yeah, this was the first time 3 actually came out in uh, North America and Europe, too. On the DS. Yes, that is very true. Um, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Damiani. It's fine. Not I just, one of my favorites, but it's fine. Uh, the, the miniature village, whatever, when they all get small. Was oh, like yeah, the standout the moment for, yeah. That was a standout moment for me. I was like, oh, this, <laughs> I like this. Um, but 4. Final Fantasy 4 3D uh, remake. A lot of people think it's the best version. I just want to make my case for mm-hmm. why I don't like it over any other version. Let's hear um, it. I don't like the 3D models. Um, they're okay, but I, I, I think the game definitely has a lot more charm and wonder and it, a lot of it's like visual antics work much better in 2d that's why i'm also like always scared about the final fantasy 7 remake uh when they try and translate some of the you know chibi 3d model animations into like realistic avon children graphics uh i hate the voice work uh, it, sound, <laughs> it sounds completely weird to me uh the last names they introduced the last names for a lot of the characters here didn't have these last names like, uh, it's like, hey, Kane. Oh, cool. Everyone knows Kane. Kane Highwind? What? Or whatever his last name I is. I think it's Highwind. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, wait, what? Okay. Like, Sid has a last name? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, we all knew Cecil. Cecil Harvey. I'm like, oh. What are the, what did, why do we need these? I mean, it wasn't the biggest thing. It was just a little weird. Uh, but yeah, that voice work was just driving me insane. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We don't need this voice work. Uh, I like the soundtrack. They they made it more difficult because they wanted because it had been re-released so many times. They wanted it to be more challenging. So there are a lot of people who were like, this is just too hard. Why is this so hard? Uh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna drop this game. So I think it should have been an optional hard mode uh, instead of just making the default version harder. Uh, might have helped its cause a little bit, and I'm forgetting one other reason why I, I 
They also added um, the augments system, where you could add the augments system, where you could um, add like kind of skills to the characters that they normally didn't get in other versions. Like you could give like uh, what was one cry to like one of your characters, and I think it would like yeah, you remember that right? I I know what that is. I completely forget that being in this game. I can't remember if that Uh, was in the PSP version. Or not? I don't think it was in the PSP version because I just played through Final Fantasy IV uh, full playthrough, and I did the PSP version for my my stream, and I don't remember recall seeing that at all in there. I might have neglected yeah. it, but I don't remember it in there. Um, but that that yeah that that that's definitely a unique thing. Like that that that's definitely more in line with. Uh, having more flexibility with the job system than some of the other games have like most people point to five's job system as being like one of the most flexible and diverse in terms of customizing what your characters can do by the time they reach the end of the game. Um I think it also had a joke that if you beat the game, you could continue your save file into a new game and it kept track of how many times you beat the game. I think I forget how many times it was but the game definitely locks you out of your game at some point. It tells you you can't reload that save. Uh, you can't bring that <laughs> save again because so like you've beaten it. You, you it was like a three star icon or something. He's like, congratulations, you've beaten this game so much. You should maybe play another game. Basically, oh my like, god, dude, that's so <laughs> you can, funny. Uh, you can only do three playthroughs. Yeah, that was yeah. You. It kept giving you a star in your file each time you beat it. And the third one, it's like it's- that. That's the end. Don't don't play it anymore. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna cut three. Uh, sure. Off of here for now. Four, because we only have the Final Fantasy. We only have Final Fantasy two on Super Nintendo and four Advance, and then this version. So I'm not entirely because I have my own gripes, but I know so many other people don't think don't agree with the gripes I have. So I feel like maybe we should leave it here and, until we, we decide if even 4 should even be on the list and if it is, which version. So mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to stay because it's definitely probably a more preferred version over 4 Advance with its with its like broken battle system, essentially. Sure, yeah. So as much as I don't want to keep it on there. Uh, I'm cool with you, kind of, dude. Yeah, I can me. think of uh, I can think of another one I would definitely put above Final Fantasy IV. Okay, I am killing the 3D version at least for now. Bye. Yeah. See ya. Here's another one. I because I, I, I reviewed this one at Game Trails as well. Uh, it is a, another sequel to a, a mainline Final Fantasy game. So it's the second Final Fantasy game to have a sequel after ten had ten two. And that is uh, Final Fantasy Twelve Revenant Wings. Oh man! Yes, I never played this one. Which was more of an RTS uh, than uh, anything else. It was essentially like you had like enemies spawning from points, and you had your forces spawning from points. It, it wasn't quite. It was like RTS meets sort of strategy RPG meets sort of tower defense ish. Sort of. It, it was like everything yeah. was in constant motion. And you just had to like send out forces from your positions or towers to try and win the map, essentially. And I just remember the premise of the game, the story was so stupid. 
Uh, Vaughn finally became a sky pirate, had his own ship, and he wrecks it. And now <laughs> yeah. he's like, I he has to go back to like Balthier. He's like, uh, hey, keep like, can I hang out with you and use your ship? I wreck my ship and stuff. Essentially, I was like, oh, well, that's typical Vaughn for you. That makes sense. It actually directly leads right after uh, Final Fantasy XII. It's even hinted in the ending uh, movie of XII uh, that the events <laughs> of uh, Revenant Wings. Which was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting for the time. Uh, before, yeah, was... you know, we had so many, you know, sequels and yeah, connected before, uh, games. Before the age of Final Fantasy thirteen, No, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was before that. But um, I'm going to strike that one. Just wanted to give it some lip service. Cut it. Yeah. Next one. I think it has a chance to maybe buy because it's unique. Yep. World ends with you. Oh yep. yeah, good stuff. That's a great game. Yep, great game. Have you played Damiani? I forgot. Uh, so I, my experience with that game was I got to try it out at a preview event before I worked at Game Trailers when I was doing my own site thing, uh, along with uh, one of the Crystal Chronicles for DS. Like I think it was Echoes of Time or something. One of them, yeah. Rings of Fate. Rings of Fate Ring was of the fate. one. A Ring of Fate. Uh, and one other game was there. And I got to play World Ends With You at that event. Uh, when I w- started my job at Game Trailers, Bloodworth was reviewing, I believe, The World Ends With You. It was doing a lot of gameplay videos, so I got to see a lot of it in action. But that was my only experience with the hands-on with it. I am definitely getting the Switch yeah, version, yeah, Final yeah. Mix coming out, or Final Remix, whatever. Uh, gonna be getting that when it comes out sometime this year. So I have to defer to you two on if this game is actually good or not. Uh, Something about, like, uh, I just remember the DS version is most unique with the combat system using the two screens. And something about the buttons or something influencing, like, the game or something like that. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, basically, you you actually have to watch both screens. This is one of those few titles outside of like Nintendo's first party bubble that they actually really do truly have a unique setup for both screens. And so this battle system, you control um, the main character at the bottom and then your partner character at the top. And then based on where um, they call it a light puck, based on this light puck that bounces between both screens, you have to pay attention to either one. And so it kind of makes the flow of battle really interesting between both screens. But the biggest draw of this game, again, is the fact that it it used so much of the the DS's new capabilities, the touch screen, the microphone, um, the dual screens. Um, It was was one of those games that, to me, and this is why I would actually put it as my number one square output on... uh, 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 DS is because it was so unique and really utilized the system to like its fullest. Mm-hmm. You felt like that game was built for that system and could exist nowhere else until like maybe the 3DS or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally like unique time period. Like, what does it take place in Akihabara or something like that? Where most of most games. Shibuya? Shibuya, yeah. yeah. Instead of like, you know, your fantasies types. But yeah, great characters in that game, interesting story. Gotta play it. Play, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, but I, 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 I'm going to admit I'm going to lose out on some of that because the, the Switch version is apparently, I mean, they, there was a mobile, a smartphone version released because we covered this on Friend Code, a previous episode, 
there was a friend, uh, smartphone version that came out that reworked the game to fit on a single screen, but still use touchscreen on in that because phones have that functionality. But yeah. the Switch version is going to be more based on the phone version, but is going to be even further reworked with the combat system uh, specifically to utilize some of the Switch's unique abilities. I think they mentioned something about Joy-Con controllers, possibly. And it's also getting the new the new character and scenario thing, but yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of like yeah, I never really got to fully embrace and experience the the the, the dual screen combat going like focusing on both things. Other than that preview event, I remember it being pretty hectic. I remember yeah. seeing Blood's yeah. videos and being like, "Whoa, okay, this seems like it takes some time to get used to," but it, it's fine. Like <laughs> I'm sure they've changed it. You know, preserve yeah. as much as they can and change the, it maybe for the better. The phone version, um, yeah, well, it doesn't have that dual screen part of it. It does preserve a lot of the uniqueness of the DS because, you know, you have a microphone, you have touch screen. I mean, a, a lot of that stuff is preserved, uh, but not 100%. And they do, and they did uh, take a lot of care to redo the backgrounds as well because they're all 2D backgrounds, uh, they're yes. 2D uh, yes. uh, artwork. And so, um, for the switch um to see them um adding in special uh abilities for the the joy cons um is actually a really promising sign that they they want to make something that's unique to the switch version as well gotcha um i'm gonna yeah i'm definitely gonna leave asterisks by that yeah i think it has a chance um next three uh, are re-releases or ports for the DS, and this actually—I gotta be honest—it's the first time I played through an f- entirety of one of these games. So we got Dragon Quest four, five, and six ported mm-hmm. to the DS. Uh, chapters Dragon Quest four, chapters of the Chosen, Dragon Quest five, Hand of the Heavenly Bride, and Dragon Quest six, Realms of Revelation. I believe it was six, five or six is the one I reviewed. I had an absolute blast with it. I remember going over to our reviews editor at the time, um, Miguel Lopez, and being like, yo, can we just, like, get a new one of these every, like, three months? Like, I, I like these are, like, great. Like, I want, I want more <laughs> old, I want more 2D sprite Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest games. Like, mm-hmm. OG 2D sprite. Like, I understand what project octopath travelers doing like it is a nice like modern take on bringing sprite work into like 2.5d like like making it sort of appear 3d like 3d environments that look like the textures or sprites uh i don't know i forget if there's a proper term for that i apologize i should know that but as cool of a look as that is i still prefer the purity that's an okay word to use here of this straight up old school 2d sprites no 3d effects or anything like that and um i i i just i've always been told by people who are more familiar with dragon quest that there are other dragon quest games that are superior to any of these three right here uh and actually one of them that i'll bring up now that i actually don't have the list i'm an idiot for forgetting uh that would i think would beat out these is uh dragon quest 9 Mm-hmm. would probably be the nod over these three. And then everyone loves to talk about Dragon Quest VIII, which is supposed, oh to, supposed to get 
Did that ever come out? The the port? on 3ds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Seven did. Did eight? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I saw seven. Let me make a note about that. Got that on there, so I'm not such a scrub. But I would say on the DS, unless either of you have any objections, I would probably leave Asterix next to uh, Dragon Quest Nine, and probably these f four, five, and six. I I don't know if they would like beat out other games on this list. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean Dragon Quest Nine. That was um, kind of a unique step in that series, wasn't it? The multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That thing, I just remember seeing the the videos and the stories of the lines in Japan, like in them getting together to play it all the time, like the 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 local events that they would do, like the like the timed events that you have to go out and like be there for. It was like a craze. It was like Pokemon Go level craze, but in Japan mm -hmm. for for Final yeah. or Dragon Quest Nine. It's kind of interesting because it really did inform like the next series title ten. Which is very multiplayer focused. I've got what else we got on this? I got okay. I got another Kingdom Hearts. There's two on here. There's two Kingdom Hearts for DS. One I'm not even gonna mention because it doesn't deserve to be mentioned. The other one I just want to mention <laughs> because uh, so the one I'm not mentioning it got turned into a movie. You can go go check it out as part of the. The 2.5 HD collection, or if you get them all on PS4, you can go watch on there. This other one also got turned into a movie uh, as well on the 1.5 collection, or the, the PS4 bundle together version. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, 358 over two days, uh, or 358 over two days, whichever, take your pick. Um, for this, along with Chain of Memories, pretty much fills in the story of Roxas. Uh, leading yeah. up to, to Kingdom Hearts 2. Gives you the proper backstory of Organization 13. Um, like it, it Basically, this and Chain of Memories is an important piece of lore that you need to take into <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2. One of them just came out extremely long time after. So three, five, uh, 358 over two days is important because it had been a while uh, since we like anything of Kingdom Hearts has been heard. So Kingdom Hearts 2 it came out, a few years had gone by, and everyone's like, what happened to Kingdom Hearts? Like, this thing was super popular. Yeah. Where's 3? Where's the, like, it, like PS3 is out. Kingdom Hearts 3? Kingdom Hearts 3? Kingdom Hearts 3? No? Oh, okay. Uh, well, what's the next one? Oh, it's coming to DS. What? So, this, I think, was the beginning of the, the portable uh, excursion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the, the Kingdom Hearts series, which I would argue, I mean, Birth by Sleep at the time was definitely something you needed to play. Yeah. That one was one people should not have skipped over. Uh, three, three, 358 over two days, I think, is one that people should have tried to play, especially if you're into Kingdom Hearts. But I, I do ultimately agree is probably best it got converted into yep. a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's the narrative that is most important to take away from that game. The gameplay was very... Nothing special. It was boring, dude. Yeah, uh, recoded was even worse. Yep. Um, but this, yeah, the, I can't give this game a nod or any beyond just like what we're talking about because I think the core design and gameplay is not good in that game. Yep. Uh, next one I got uh, so Valkyrie Profile Covenant of the Plume. 
Ooh. Just because it has the words Ooh. Valkyrie profile in it. Man, my I ears perked. I, uh, I don't know enough about this game. I just know it's the third installment okay. in the Valkyrie profile series after one in Lenneth. So this is the one I know like almost absolutely nothing. Yeah, me neither. I haven't played this one. So I'm kind of hoping you know something about it, Tony. Otherwise, it's like, eh. um, yeah, it's it's kind of well, people kind of forget this one existed. <laughs> basically, uh, it was pretty unremarkable. Um, it kind of had some gameplay elements that weren't particularly popular, and um, I think a lot of people by then were. You know, it's almost like the Kingdom Hearts situation where you have two popular titles, both on PlayStation 2. People are looking forward to that third one, and then it kind of, you know, got sidetracked into kind of this handheld area where people just didn't seem to be quite as excited about, you know, the prospect of a DS Valkyrie profile. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah, it looks like then probably not going to make any lists. Uh, there is one one last one because it's probably going to be the debate of which version. I alluded this earlier, both of you. DS version of Chrono Trigger. Hmm. Okay, I have an opinion. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. So, okay. I feel like Chrono Trigger was definitely a huge landmark title for its time. Right? So, I feel that like, you know how I said earlier about The World's End With You just being, like, this incredibly landmark title for DS, for, for Square's output, that really just felt like it felt synonymous with the system. Mm-hmm. I feel like Super Nintendo and Chrono Trigger are, like, they're inseparable in some ways. Okay. Um, I feel that, and you can kind of see this a bit with um, some of these throwback titles that um, Tokyo RPG Factory is putting out lately, like I Am Setsuna, which I reviewed for Nova Crystallis, and I thought it was a good game. But you can definitely see that a lot of what they tried to take from Chrono Trigger um, really just didn't resonate as much when transposed onto another system. Now, the DS version is probably... as as almost as faithful faithful as you can get. It's 2D. It's pretty much got the same sprites, same everything. I'm not exactly sure how, uh, how much different it is, other than some extra features um, and horrible tracker, font. Right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. Um, I think there's that. It um, has the cutscenes for the PS1. But I just feel like, yeah, I feel like the 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 cutscenes. I don't know. I feel they're window dressing but I feel like the definitive version of that game has to be the Super Nintendo version. Alright. Uh, I... So I'm the I'm the bad person here. Uh-oh. The only version of Chrono Trigger I have completed was the PlayStation version of Final Fantasy uh, uh, Chronology, whatever the heck the, the version um, that came. One that came with 4 and Chronicles. Chrono Tr- Chronicles, thank you. They came with 4 and uh, Chrono Trigger, and I beat that version. I was, it was, just because it was out, it had, that was out at the time. It was a brand new game, that collection. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Super Nintendo version was harder to find, like you had to pay a little bit more still on eBay even back then. And I just remember seeing the cutscenes, be like, oh my gosh, these are good. And my friend was like, these aren't in the Super Nintendo version, these are new. I'm like, oh, the loading time, I was like so used to PlayStation loading at that point 
And it was like, yeah, it's long, but like every PlayStation game is kind of like this. So I never really played the Super Nintendo version to understand how bad the loading was, especially like the seamless nature of encountering enemies in the field, and it just goes right into the fight in Super Nintendo or the DS version. And PlayStation version is like, e- yeah, uh, you gotta wait here for a second. So I don't have allegiance to either version. I, I look at the the on paper and I see. Chrono Trigger for DS is pretty much the faithful uh, port of the Super Nintendo version with extras. So I would be like, give that the nod. But your argument for it being like kind of iconic, associated with the Super Nintendo, and it it made its mark most like it, it made its mark on Super Nintendo. That's where it became a important part of RPG history. So I I, I uh, that kind of personally speaks to me a little bit. Sure. I mean, to me, it's like okay, so we put a star behind by uh, Chrono Trigger for DS, putting it alongside, let's say, The World Ends with You, which is a very unique title for that system, and the idea of of, of a port having that star. I mean, maybe I I do agree personally that the GBA versions of Final Fantasy, aside from the sound problems, are personally for me definitive because of the translation and um some of the extra content but i feel like i don't really know if chrono trigger on the ds other than those cutscenes and some of the that extra stuff really felt like it was definitive in a way i just felt like the the super nintendo version just left this incredible mark on so many people that it's it's well i mean you hear it all the time it's like chrono trigger can never be you know, it's almost like a legendary game for its time, and you can't really understand that sometimes unless you were, unless you were there. Like people, they look maybe they look at the DS version, maybe they'll pick up I Am Setsuna or some of that, some of the throwback games that have uh, been tied to it. And I think really you just there's something that's a bit lost. And that's to its detriment as well, because I know so many people clamor for like a remake. Could you ever remake Chrono Trigger and have it? Huh. I don't know. It's one of those games where I think you can... I don't know if you could ever remake it. See, there was the, the whole PS2 fan project, the, one of the most infamous mm-hmm. ones that got shut down. But yeah, I, Looking, I don't know. I, yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from your argument, real quick, Tony, yeah. is how how little they had to change in the DS version or that they wanted to change speaks to how good and complete the original version on Super Nintendo is. Like that that's a testament to how it holds up. Uh, yeah. when you don't really need to change anything, it's like it's just a straight port. It's like that game's phenomenal. Like it's great. It does not need any changes. Even the like like set dressing extras like yeah. Like, do do should you give like a nod to? Oh, it's got a bestiary. You can look at the, all the enemies. It's like nowadays, just go on like Wikipedia or something. You can see all that too. It's like yeah, and we're looking at, looking on your small DS screen or you know get way more information. So it's like kind of like a novelty. I feel like yeah, better localization, like improved soundtrack, redrawn sprites, like those things matter more. Which is alluding to the advance arguments, uh, the Final Fantasy Advance ports slash re-releases whereas Chrono Trigger doesn't really DS doesn't really do that 
it's only claim to fame, as you said, that I could like seize the slight edge. Maybe is the inclusion of the cut scenes, but which were already on PlayStation anyway. So. Yeah. So I and they weren't like they weren't originally intended. They were like I think they were just added because hey, PlayStation can play back movies like this. This is a cool thing. Let's just add this in here. It's uh, I don't know the story about where those animations actually came from. Like, uh, if they wanted to do them originally or whatnot, but anyway, long long story short, I, I can see I, I can see your argument for the Super Nintendo version being the one that makes less over the DS. We're not putting both versions on here. Like, one or the other is the one getting mm. the right. nod. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anything else for DS, though, uh, if, if you didn't, because uh, other than that, we basically just have pretty much 3DS less 3ds left that i wanted to go through okay so uh 3ds had um start off here uh theater rhythm found its start on on 3ds sure, yeah. the original one That's good. uh has had sequels such as uh curtain call and uh, the newest one that's or there there's like a dragon quest one and then there's like the new one that's uh, coming on Japan, I don't know if it'll... Yeah, it's uh, arcade only. Okay, it's arcade only. Um, but yeah, that was... Uh, it also came out eventually on mobile phones. I have it on my smartphone. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's, it's nice. You know, good quality. Takes advantage of the, the, the rich Final Fantasy slash Square Enix sound library. But mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know if I'd necessarily like, throw it up there, but... I, I do see it as being like the original release being like a pretty big deal for 3DS, so I wanted to give it some props. Sure, yeah. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, this marked the end of the 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 portable excursion uh, before they went over to yeah. making the 1.5 and 2.5 and. Starting to uh, refocus things again and get everyone excited for three. Uh, this one I see so much backlash against because there's a lot of complaints about the balance of the combat in this game. Uh, that's not very well balanced. It's like it's just too broken, and a lot of disdain against the flow motion system. Yeah, being able to bounce off everything and do special attacks. Uh, also, the story introduces the the time travel. Stuff, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. which I was just like, okay, no, let's not do this. Um, but a shout out does have the world ends with you cast in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first Kingdom Hearts to incorporate non Final Fantasy characters and non and other than the original cat characters conceived for for Kingdom Hearts. So kind of nice touch there. But I, I don't I don't have much else to say yeah. about it. Uh, the PS4 version's way better too. Their, wait, Dream Drop Distance came out on PS4? Yeah, dude. 2.8. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. That was the last one. It wasn't part of the collections. It's part of 2.8. It feels yep. so stiff to play that game after playing yeah, Fragmentary yeah, Passage. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was like, I can't go back to Old Kingdom Hearts after that. Uh, now so I secret. I do. I do like some of the like the systems that they put in there. Like I, I thought I wouldn't. I didn't like the Dream Eaters. I thought I wouldn't like them rather. But oh yeah, I kind of warmed up to it. Um, flow motion, yeah, you can like really abuse it, but I I have kind of an unpopular stance on it that I did actually like it a little bit more. Don't tell anyone. I liked it a little bit more than Birth by Sleep. 
Whoa. The story can. The story can. I, the story. Yes, I totally agree. It adds a lot of kind of fluff to everything. Kind of confuses everything. Hmm. But um, Birth by Sleep to me, um, the battle system, it felt very easy to kind of spam everything because every ability that you had basically gave you like invincible frames where it felt like you couldn't get hit. Oh, and Birth and, by Sleep. Y- yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I felt like it, to me, like I didn't want to exploit it. Like I, I mean, I, I tried not to exploit full motion, but I feel like there was more going on. You were a little bit more vulnerable in um, 3D, Dream Drop Distance. And yeah. um, I feel like I liked a lot of. They added a lot more like abilities to like status effects and all that stuff. Like you see, you could see that started in uh, Birth by Sleep, but. Um, I kind of liked where they took it in um, 3D, and there were some new worlds that I really liked. Um, I think the world design actually is a lot better in 3D as well, where Birth by Sleep kind of felt like a bunch Very of flat. like interconnected caves. Um, yeah. So that's that's my unpopular opinion. Please don't <laughs> don't at me or anything. No, I think that's a that's a yeah. respectable <laughs> opinion. Yeah. I like I have my Birth by Sleep is mostly the story. Like I. Yeah, really I like agree the there. Story in that game, and it's it's good gameplay, but it is it didn't feel like uh, as large of a leap in evolution as some people made it out to be. It was just it was yeah. okay. It, it, there I was a like, lot of I did yeah. like the refocus on Disney World's a little bit more though in Birth by Sleep. I give that game a, little, a lot of props for going to actual Disney themed worlds again versus where some of the like we'd been going away from that for the last few handhelds or mm-hmm. just constantly revisiting the same at we're going to Agrabah again. Okay. Hi Agrabah. <laughs> I've never I've never been to Agrabah before. What's this? Oh mm. thirty or oh, forty like acres sad. or whatever. It's like I've never been here. I've never seen Winnie the Pooh. What's this? Or Alice in Wonderland? I've never been here before. Like go like Neverland. I was like, oh man, we're in Peter Pan. I was like, okay, mm. here we go. Like we're, we're start Fantasia. Okay, yeah. here um, we go. I Fantasia like, is uh, Dream Drop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, that was a start- really creative world too. Yeah, with the music going and everything. Yeah. I think it started with Birth by Sleep and it carried over into Dream Drop Distance. But yeah, the trend, they definitely. The trend of that was like a very welcome addition. So yeah, definitely, yep, yep. definitely like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think Dream Drop is gonna make any list here. Uh, almost done here. Uh, both the Bravely Defaults, Bravely Default, Flying Fairy, Bravely Second, uh, uh, and Lair. Um, I know. I think the biggest champion of this game that I've ever heard is is from Ben Moore. Uh, mostly for Bravely Default. Um, I am not too well versed on Bravely Second. Uh, the fanfare around that one, if it was uh, as well received as the original or not? Uh, no. Yeah, that was my but, question too. Yeah. Do you... But yeah, bravely, bravely default. Yeah, that was. Yeah, definitely. Like, really, one of the. I think the biggest hit as far as like Square's attempting to, you know, throw back to the olden days of RPGs. One of their one oh, of their yeah. best efforts. This was born at pretty much an extension of what happened with what was it, uh, the Four Warriors of Light and Final Fantasy Explorers, mm-hmm. right? Like they had been like trying these different kind of concepts that were Final Fantasy esque 
old older feel, but like didn't want to really be called Final Fantasy anymore. I feel like it naturally led to this the Bravely Default, but maybe I'm wrong. I, uh, that's how Final I kept Fantasy Explorers it. came out after, and it, that was the one that kind of wanted to meld a lot of Monster Hunter elements. Oh yeah. So, okay, I'm getting that wrong. It's just uh, the Four Warriors of Light, yeah. or the, the yeah. Four Heroes of Light, whichever one it was, is the one I'm thinking yep, about. Yeah, you're then. correct. Okay. Um, then we got the, uh, so these ones I'm going to have to leave up to you two because I never, t- I touched one of these once and it makes Huber so mad what I did in one of them. Uh, Dragon Quest <laughs> 7, Dragon Quest 7 and Dragon Quest 8 for 3DS, the, the ports, of uh, mm-hmm. the, the PS2 ones. Uh, Dragon Quest 8, uh, I got to the waterfall, I quit. I was like, done with this game. Dumb that's so early. <laughs> yep. Got to the waterfall, I was like, I'm out. I'm done with oh, this. Man. I'm out of here. Man, Dragon Quest Eight's so good, Damiani. Uh, so my question is, uh, I don't did the 3DS versions anything new, and uh, is is in either one of these versions one you'd want to like keep in consideration for this? Uh, I know eight adds, so you could see monsters on the map now. Adds two new characters in the game that you can get for your party, and I trying to think if there's anything else. Can't remember. I don't remember if there were two. Uh, there were two new characters, I believe. Yeah, it's Red and the Monster Guy. Yeah. But yeah, you was, can see the monsters on the map. That's I do remember that. Dragon Quest Seven, though, I think it was just like a complete remake. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, um, in that sense, maybe I would give Dragon Quest Seven an edge. Dragon Quest Eight is largely intact from the the PS2 version. So. Yeah. Okay. But still great. So, yeah, um, I actually I didn't it. play the, I didn't play the the 3DS version, so I don't know how it um, stacked up like performance wise. That's um, what I'm curious about. Oh, it, no, ran, right. it ran fine. It was okay. good. Okay. I know that the the low, low resolution on the top screen. Yeah, absolutely. Did that was that problematic at any point? Nah, or? I mean, I think I had my expectations in check when I played it. I knew it was going to look worse, but it didn't. Nothing really bugged me about it at all. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'll leave. Uh, I'll leave seven on our short list then for now. We'll see if it makes the if it can make the cut. Um, I didn't have anything else for 3ds. Uh, that I think was that was gonna be good enough to maybe vie for top five. Okay. Uh, the and then we talked. Uh, you already talked a little bit about. Uh, the, I am Setsna. And Unlost Sphere. Yeah. I mean, I am Setsna is on mm, Switch. No, they won't be top five. I don't and think. And Sphere just recently came out. No. Yeah. Also on Switch. So I wanted to, you know, Tokyo RPG Factory, a little shout out there, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed I am Setsuna, And I guess there's a bit of a drawback when it comes to imitating or trying to go for the games that, you know, you consider classics is that you ultimately stand in their shadow rather than you know, doing something new that that uh, yeah. sure stands out to people. Yeah, I mean, to me, those games are kind of what they they what they set out to. But yeah, they're not as good as the ones they're trying to replicate. Are you too ready to try and sort this out? <laughs> yeah, oh, let's boy. do it, man. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We have thirteen games that remain. So uh, we have the original Final Fantasy for NES. 
the original Dragon Warrior for NES. We have Final Fantasy 2 and 3 for Super Nintendo, and Chrono Trigger and Super Mario RPG. We have Final Fantasy V Advance, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for Game Boy Advance. Then we have The World Ends With You, Dragon Quest IX, and Chrono Trigger for DS. We actually only have 12 because only one Chrono Trigger version is getting on there. Right. And finally, for 3DS, I have Dragon Quest VII Remake and Bravely Default Flying Fairy. So those are pretty much our 12. Uh, the 12. we got to get that down to 5. From that list, is there any uh, game that we... Let, let's see. Let's go one by one. And let's say, let's just say, we don't have to rank it yet. Let's just say if we think it's yes or no, it should be top five, in the top five. And we'll sure. go from there. Anything that gets three yeses, we'll add. And we'll, we'll see how many we have left at the end of this. So let's start with that. So Final Fantasy for NES, yes or no? <sighs> this is like the hardest no of my life, but no. Yeah, maybe no for now. Okay, well, even yeah. one no, we'll move on. We'll we'll start with that. Uh, Dragon Warrior for NES. No, no. All right. Final Fantasy Two Super Nintendo. Uh, are we gonna be friends after this, Damiani? Uh, of course. You can also say maybe. Um, maybe won't get it on there, but like maybe. Maybe. Like, you still. Need I'll give it a time. maybe. I'll give it a maybe, Damiani. Right. Here, here's the first one. I think it's probably gonna be on there. Final Fantasy 3, a.k.a. 6. Yes. Yes. I will not argue with that. Alright, and here we go. The next one's definitely on here. Let's just figure out which version. Chrono Trigger. Uh, yes, let's go Super Nintendo. Okay, so you're good with Super Ditto. Nintendo then, Brett? Okay, that's the only... Yeah. You were the only one I thought might be... Okay, so... We got it. Super Nintendo Chrono Trigger. Let me get that on there. Alright. Super Mario RPG. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll oh, skip boy. it for now, then. If we got a maybe. It's, it's you can like go a, first. It's not like a maybe. That's <laughs> a maybe. Yeah, maybe, well, yeah. Alright. Um... Final Fantasy V Advance. Mm, port. Um, yeah, that's the the thing, but uh, mm, that's it, a hard one. Yeah, was the first. Uh, it's anthology no, it was the first. So yeah, mm. and then this came out. I I'm maybe on it because I want mm. to see, but I, I I'm maybe. I haven't I'll, played. I haven't played five. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I ultimately think it might not. There might be. Now three other better than that. Uh, Final mm. Fantasy Tactics Advance. Um, like, man, it was it was such a big game for me on the GBA. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe. I don't want to write that one off. Um, the world ends with you. Yes. Yeah. All right. I am a maybe on this. Because I, for me, uh, well, let's keep going. But like that's that that didn't get any no's at least. So anything that gets a, mm-hmm. that got a no for, for for like Final Fantasy One NES, like that got a no. Do you want to change that to a maybe or? <laughs> I'll give it. A, I'll give it a no. 
Yeah, okay. me too. So Final Fantasy NES is out. Let me just get that out of there. Okay. Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, I'm not super fond of this one. Like, yeah, I, I'm a maybe at best on that. Yeah, from what I played. Yeah, I'm gonna put a no actually. Okay, so then that will let's knock that off. Let's see what we got because we still need to get three on here, and we already got a bunch of ones with maybes. Uh, Bravely Default, Flying Fairy. Uh, I know people have championed this game, but I see four other games on this list that I would pick above this. So I yeah, this is a maybe for me, Domiani. I would say no I'm not attached. This one. Okay. Yeah, maybe for me, just well, just because it's another example of you know, kind of a throwback to a bygone era, and I mean, basically the game is kind of re- a reimagining of Final Fantasy V, and to me, like, it's a great game and I love it a lot. But I mean, compared oh, to yeah. these original titles, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, that's like where we get hard cuts. Like, we're not to clarify. None of it's us hard here cut. are saying these are bad. The ones we're cutting are bad. We're cutting them because they're bad. It's just that these are all really good games. Just we gotta like we gotta pick which ones are like the what we think are the best and for what reasons. And yeah, I I, I will. I see a game that's more uh, it was more original and is more unique. Uh, and then two other first releases that I would say were a bigger better games and a bigger deal when they came out not to uh throw a wrench into things but uh final fantasy crystal chronicles i noticed that we didn't star but that's another one that that was kind of a big thing for me like gamecube one yeah because i had four other friends and we had game boy advances and every other saturday night was final fantasy crystal chronicles night and we managed to get through the campaign i believe uh for about a year but yeah that was to me, that's uh, could I leave it behind? Maybe I don't know. I think my problem with that game is just the the mm. technical hiccup of the the setup. Like, yeah, it, 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 it took a be, lot. It might be a really good game, uh, but the 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 barrier to playing that mm-hmm. holds it back True. so much, and it stinks because they eventually started making these games for systems with Wi-Fi, both online and local Wi-Fi play. But I don't think any of the ones after Crystal Chronicles OG approached the quality <laughs> of the GameCube one. Like they never just straight up ported the GameCube one to like DS or 3DS or even you know a system like I mean you can't even do it to Switch at this point. Who knows? I yeah I feel like Switch man that that'd be a that'd actually be a pretty good idea I think. There you go. Let's make it happen. All right. So the ones that we cut mm. are. On the on the list right now, unranked is Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. Final Fantasy III. There's only two that are on the list. We have three more spots. The three spots left are to, to argue are uh, Dragon Warrior. I'm gonna read them all before you go down the list. Dragon Warrior, Final Fantasy II, Final Fantasy IV, Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy V Advance, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. The world ends with you and Dragon Quest Seven. Those all are vying for three spots. Hmm. That's oh, a tough second. call. 
So, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to do yes, no again, but like, I can tell, I, here are the ones I'm leaning towards, I'll, since I wasn't speaking, doing yes, no as much. The ones I would lean towards on here are Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy IV, and Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Those three would probably be the top three for me. With the world ends with you being the one I could swap out for Tactics Advance. Yeah, like I, I really want Mario to be on there. I think mean, it's definitely worthy of being on there. Two, Final Fantasy two, yeah. I can, you, I can sacrifice four. I, uh, like, I, 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 that's not the like. Doesn't have to be on there. That's like just that's a person mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But those are the three slash four. Sure, yeah. I, I'm willing. I'm really just because I don't know enough about Dragon Quest Seven. So like, if you two were to make like a really good case about Seven, like it being a remake, I can see that. Dragon Warrior since Dragon Quest One, just because we axed Final Fantasy One OG version, I feel like. Dragon Warrior, it there are better Dragon Warrior games. Um, yeah, yep. And yep. I don't ever see anyone saying Dragon Warrior One was one of the best. I'm like, huh? Yep, I agree. Yeah. Cut so it. So I feel like that could be a cut. But I yeah. do think now I feel bad because now we don't have a any Dragon, a, a Dragon Warrior because we Dragon we, Quest because we, we killed nine. Mm. Sorry, um, man. You get you do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Um. We love Dragon Quest, though. Yes. Final Fantasy V Advance is the one I'm torn on because... Because, yeah, yeah, it is is the only one on here now that is a a port. Oh, actually, sorry. Well, Dragon Quest VII, as you explained to me, is a proper remake, like ground-up remake for Mm. for Dragon Quest VII, which I would give precedent over Final Fantasy Advance. Um, But it also... I want to factor in the quality of the game, like how good it is. Like Final Fantasy V is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I need you two to convince me about Dragon Quest Seven. <laughs> um, man, I'm I, I haven't had much experience with either, but I'd be fine with five. Yeah, I don't know. I feel it. It definitely feels wrong not having a Dragon Quest, but mm. Final Fantasy V, um, I think really, um, well, we didn't get it um, originally. Um, I feel like really kind of became a bigger title than maybe Squared had thought it would um, over time, and I think it's definitely you know more regarded as one of the the best earlier Final Fantasy games for sure. To me, like if I ever had to pick, though, it would be six three slash six for sure, but. I don't know. Dragon Quest feels like it needs some representation. Yeah, that's. I'm kind of stuck on that. And then, and then, but then, you know, thinking about you know Dragon Quest One and then Dragon Quest Seven, Dragon Quest uh, Dragon Warrior One being very, I don't know, kind of. You know, I I do know a lot of people that really think back to Dragon Warrior One and just think of that as kind of a definitive nes game nintendo um yeah i don't know that's that's such a tough call yeah i'm looking at uh 
because uh, I, I, I mean, this is our ultimate decision, but like, this isn't like as, as formal as like an official UZL on his top five. This like <laughs> right, a friend yeah. for fun. So I'm allowing outside uh, sources on this, whereas like this would be completely frowned upon in the official rules. But I understand. <laughs> uh, Kotaku reported uh, back in 2010, Squarenix polled Japanese gamers about which Dragon Quest titles they liked the best. And the number one was Dragon Quest Nine, then Dragon Quest Eight was number two. Dragon Quest Seven was towards the bottom, but that was like OG. The 3D version had yeah. not come out yet, so it was like ranked seven out of ten. So uh, five and six for DS were in the middle, uh, but like it's basically Dragon Quest Eight and Nine. <laughs> Or uh, like considered their yeah. two best. Eight is like one of my favorite PS2 games yeah, of all same. time. Yeah, I love Dragon Quest Eight. So I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it still doesn't answer how so good the weird. the 3D remake, uh, the 3DS remake of Dragon Quest Seven is. Did maybe uh, is Dragon Quest Nine? Do we want to re- even though we cut it? Do we want to rethink that? Or we also cut Dragon Quest Eight port <laughs> on 3DS. But it's kind of a weird situation because yeah. you know, like the the original Dragon Quest games that we have on our list probably aren't the best in the series, and then the only ones we have to, you know, like we love Dragon Quest Eight, for example. It's essentially a port of a game that we probably liked better on another platform. So it's kind of a weird conundrum here. Um, but yeah, it does feel weird to have no Dragon Quest representation yeah. like i, I, we, know, I don't know maybe just to... say heck with it dragon quest or dragon warrior one i don't know yeah like mm. the only thing that like that keeps eating me is like even though i don't personally prefer it is just dragon quest nine like mm-hmm. one of the high, most highly reviewed dragon quest installments it's like pretty much that in eight it seems like Dragon Quest Nine is like I think the best selling maybe <laughs> as well. So like I mean popularity, mm-hmm. and but it was also this one was released exclusively for the Nintendo DS, designed around the DS. We were kind of championing championing originality, like the original release over a port or even a remake if possible for an entry in a series. Yeah. So just going by like our own rules, like nine. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Quest I know this is our list, but, like, this is also, like, if this is, like, a, a f- official UZ Allies or, you know, official site, you know, like, getting all, all the staff together and stuff uh, for, like, you know, with proper rules and stuff for any site, let's say. I feel like Dragon Quest Nine would not have been, like, next. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like we're, we'd get in trouble to have, like, top five Nintendo games and not have any sort of Dragon Quest. I feel like they're almost, yeah, in a way, so many on there, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I'm personally, I I I, I was personally leaning towards putting like Dragon Quest Nine. I thought Dragon Quest Nine would be on the the list of top five, just because mm. of that. But uh, obviously, there's two of, two of you here, so you know, yeah. Matters. Um, from what I played of Nine, I did not enjoy it as much as Eight, though. I know uh, the PS2 version of Eight might be better, but I think Eight is just one of the strongest Dragon Quest games. Period. It doesn't really matter to me if it's a port or not. I think that it's for the game itself. 
right. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think it's too late to point. yeah, too late to implement the the no port rule or something. <laughs> yeah. Good. This is good to know though. Like, if we ever did this in official capacity, we should probably put a no port rule. Sure. Yeah. But this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. You know be. what? Yeah, it seems like tough. Dragon Quest Eight is considered like the best of the series. Brad actually likes it. Yeah. Huber loves it. Like I'm not seeing any any dissent against eight other than oh it came out on PS2 first. Whereas every other Dragon Quest we brought up, there has been some kind of dissent. So I feel like maybe we need to give it to Dragon Quest Eight, the three D S port. Sure. Yeah. Phew. Yeah. Ugh, what a relief. Oh, uh, Dragon Quest Builders coming to Switch 2, if that's a good game. Yeah, yeah, that is a good game. For sure. All right, we got two more spots, and we got five games vying for it. So Ooh. we have Final Fantasy 2 for Super Nintendo, Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy V Advance, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, The World Ends With You. Um, yeah, uh, of those... Yeah, dang, this that's, is hard. Ooh, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I I I guess I'll go ahead and I'll I'll seed, I'll seed uh uh Super Mario RPG. All right, so that it's a yes. Then. What's gonna be hard for me is is choosing between Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and The World Ends with You. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and Brad, I'm your oh, yeah, Super RPG. Yeah, Alright, yeah. so we're down to our last slot then. Which of these is going home? I'm, you know what? I'm gonna... I love Final Fantasy IV. I would, my list would include Final Fantasy IV, but I'm gonna make the, the cut. I'm, like, I'm gonna say, we already got Final Fantasy III on there. We Final Fantasy mainline's represented, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move that out. Even though that's not a stipulation, you can have more than one. I feel like, I feel like, it sounds like it's between five advanced tactics, advanced, and worlds ends with you for that last spot for for the two of you at least. Yeah. So I don't want to be the, me, the one person holding that up. Yeah, if it's those three, I feel like it's definitely a battle between tactics, advance, and uh, the world ends with you. I am inclined to agree. Brad, do you have any love for Five Advance, or do you think... Uh, I would go between those two also. Alright, so let's do that. We're down to last slot, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and the world ends with you. Who will make the cut? This is really hard. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for the world ends with you. All right. Just because I think it's super unique. Uh, I like Advance too. Or Tactics Advance. I prefer the original Tactics more, but that's not a slight against the game. I'm just trying to Oh yeah, I'm just trying to like really nitpick here. Yeah. I really like both these games, but I I would just put mine with World Ends with You. So I've put hundreds of hours into Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. I love the hell out of that game, but um, the World Ends with You is another game I really adore, and I think what puts the chips in its favor is that it it really is a unique title that really brought 
the most out of the DS. Like it had uh, the the dual screens, so the touch screen, the microphone, the the, the Wi Fi, which was a thing first kind of a thing. You know how you do like the street pass kind of a yeah. thing. That that was a yeah. feature that was worked into the game where you could get unique abilities or pins. Um, doing that as well, and it was it was. And I'm just talking about the DS features. Like there were very unique features in and of the game itself, like the the fashion for each area, um, the the soundtrack. That was something that we had. The setting, like that, was all just completely unique. So I guess I'll I'll put mine for uh, the world ends with you. All right. Um, yeah, I. I feel like it is. I feel comfortable rewarding World Ends with you, uh, with its originality, and it, I mean also so many people and critics labeling it such a good game. I, I'm also with you. Like I, I really do do adore Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, but I'm also with Brad in that like as much as I like it, I still see Final Fantasy Tactics specifically War of the Lions. And I'm like, oh gosh, like nothing. None of yeah, those games top that. Excellent. So, but World Ends with You, it's like, I can't, nothing else tops that type of game. It's like, it's so unique. Like, it's in a class of its own. So, I feel like that's why I'd probably give the nod to it. The World Ends With You there. And if, if that's cool with you, then we got we got five. Yeah. Yeah. So, we got for, in the in the, fun, in the five spots, we got Final Fantasy Three for Super Nintendo. Chrono Trigger for Super Nintendo. <laughs> Dragon Quest VIII for the Nintendo 3DS, Super Mario RPG for Super Nintendo, and The World Ends With You for the DS. Super Nintendo with three entries, and the DS family with the other two, 3DS and 2DS. Um, but we still have one final task. we got to put these in order. Hey. Oh, no. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to say it start. I think Chrono Trigger's one, unless anyone wants to... I think it's yeah, Final Fantasy um, III and Chrono Trigger. Yeah, for top two, that's for me but, also. Does anyone have... A- uh, Final Fantasy 3, number one, Chrono Trigger, number two. I Ooh. just... it. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, Maybe we it's should go backwards. Now, Maybe we should pick what's five. <laughs> to uh, me, Final Fantasy 3 was just such a land... It, like, it was the, the game that got me into RPGs. And so, I mean, it's two against one. But, uh, I'm sorry, I have to go with Final Fantasy 3 is number one. Okay, the, the the you gotta you gotta vote with your conscience there. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I yeah, I would pick Chrono Trigger over six or Final Fantasy three. That's, that's me too. I, I totally understand. By the way, that's, which would that's, make that's th- a hard pick. Three will be number two though. So like, yeah, got, let's get that sorted Lock out. It in. So on. Okay, so now we uh, we have Dragon Quest Eight, Mario RPG, The World Ends with You. Um, from everything you all have described, I feel like The World Ends with You is number five. Does anyone disagree with that? Because I hear such great stuff about Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, and Mario RPG. The only argument I could see against that order is Dragon Quest Eight is the port. So despite it being like viewed as a really like amazing game, maybe that's why it would get for me. It's between Dragon Quest Eight and Worlds Into You for the five spot. Okay, but I, it comes down to whether you want you, you penalize it for being a port 
or do you just acknowledge like even the port is like an amazing game unless you one of you thinks even OG Dragon Quest 8 is not better than World Ends with you like this one I kind of leave in your two hands that that's I gave you my perspective I'm okay with either being in either slot that but that's how I l- rationally I'm, see this going I'm out. like kind of cool with either of them being yeah it doesn't really matter as much to me I like both those games they're just super different both of them and yeah. I think they're both exceptionally good at what they do. That, this would mm. also mean Mario RPG would be in the three spot. It, it, sure. It, yeah. So, if you have any disagreement with that, the, mm. you should bring that up too. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. Um, I would go for World Ends with You Five Dragon Quest Eight. That's fine with me. So, is it decided? Okay, so this is what I have. Let's see if we can all sign off this at the end. The list, the top five Square Enix games for Nintendo platforms. Number one, Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo. Number two, Final Fantasy three for the Super Nintendo. And third, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars for the Super Nintendo. Number four, The World Ends With You for the Nintendo DS. And finally, rounding out at number five, Dragon Quest VIII for the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, sounds good to me. That's some good games right there. That is going to get locked in for the friend code. First top five right there. Coming in just under two hours to record that. We had a little bit of a mishap when we started. We were supposed to start recording around 2.30 but we had some slight technical difficulties. I don't think we actually started officially till closer to three, actually. Yeah. So it is now just 12 minutes before five, so that would put us at two hours at that point. So, dang. And yeah. good to know that that... I mean, that was that was a long individual list, like a long list to sort through, where compared to some other categories, I, I can think it'd be like a little... Like, a shorter list to sift to even argue through would make it go faster. So I think this is going to be one of the longest ones in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably a little, a little difficult, but we we got it rounded out. Um, some uh, real quick uh, housekeeping for before we sign off here. Um, again, because of uh, the long nature of this and the special setup for this, you probably noticed uh, I didn't post uh, a call for patrons' polls questions. For this episode, um, barring any weird things, uh, we'll be returning to our normal schedule. Also, we had to shoot this in a week where I thought we didn't have a new friend code. I got things mixed up, so we did a shoot back-to-back weeks, which kind of threw things out of whack. We'll be back on schedule with the next episode. I will be able to put a patron's pulse call to questions for $5 and up patrons at that point. So the next episode, everything will be back on track, so I apologize for two episodes in a row without a patron's pulse. Uh, I know some of you are looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, apologies for the last episode again uh, for being delayed because, you know, stupidity on my end of losing the original recording for that episode. But hopefully, you know, it paid off with the, the, the mini direct and Labo, Nintendo Labo discussion. But, yeah, that's really it. Uh, I want to thank 
both our guests. I want to thank Brad for joining me. Uh, no problem, dude. Time is time. And uh, Tony, I want to thank you as well. And for sure. th- for those people who uh, you know want to see more of your work and want to be able to like check out your stuff, uh, where could they go for that? They can go to novacrystallis.com. We uh, cover Square Enix games and uh, any Square Enix game. Nice. And uh, thank thank you all again. If if you again remember everyone, this is just a, a fun fun little experiment we were trying because I promised we'd try and do something like this. Um, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> Hopefully it goes well. But you know, let us know. Let us know in the comments and feedback uh, how you like this. The goal is at some point to make like we wanted to shoot this on camera, but again, scheduling conflicts and me forgetting that this week was actually uh, a friend code week. Uh, do my mishap kind of screw that up so you can blame all the place all the blame on me but that's it for this episode uh whether you agree or not that is our top five square enix games for nintendo platforms and as always may the way of the hero lead to the triforce 